Southeast Radio's morning mix. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Hey, great to talk to you, German, and good morning to you, Colm. Lovely to talk to you Hi, as Alan. well. How are you doing? How yeah. are you? How are Grand. You? Well, now, can I first of all talk to you a little bit about uh, the book? Uh, you're a Kildare native, uh, Dermot. You've had a lifelong affiliation with the GA as a player. Now, you're speaking to County Wexford, so I remember I was privy to the big run we got to the semi-final in 2008, I think it was, when Jason Ryan was our manager. It was a golden period for football. But can you give me the background to the book, please? Um, the book uh, starts in 1928, which obviously is a good bit on from the birth of the GAA and the championship, but it coincides with the first year of the Sam Maguire Cup. And the plan initially was to assemble as much detail as we could, indeed all of the detail, in relation to every player, whether on the field of play or a sub on the All-Ireland final teams to get their full name, to get their nickname, if that was relevant, and to get their club, because we felt that that was something which was notably absent uh, from the records. And really, that's where it started, and then it took a life of its own in terms of developing into review of championships, commentary on championships, um, and, of course, we went way beyond... Yeah, looking just at the final teams because you know Wexford, for example, didn't appear in any finals in that fifty-year period. Right. But there's plenty of Wexford coverage, and every other county, every county, gets coverage in terms of their players and star players and, and guys. Okay, who set out? So, yeah. Colm, can you talk to me about the process of writing the book with Dimers together then? Because obviously, the two of you are coming out the one book, and I, I often wonder how that works. So, how did it work? Well, we both picked certain passages of time. Uh, Dermot would probably archived uh, a lot of the earlier material. I would have focused on much of the later stuff. And between us, we collated the teams, as Dermot has explained there, and tried to capture the clubs of all the players who participated in all Ireland finals in that time. And really what we wanted to do was shine a light as much as as much as the all Ireland finals are about the great players like Sean O'Neill and Mick O'Connell, and all of those players that you know, most GA followers will know, know intimately about. We wanted to shine a light on those players who set off in the foothills, maybe wouldn't have even got to provincial finals right. in any particular year, but still performed heroically and performed superbly for their, for their counties in that particular year. So we captured as much information about all the championships in chronological order. It's probably the best way to describe it. It's a new way to tell an old story. And we unearthed a lot of various different facts about rule changes, things that happen in a particular year, in that year, that readers will be able to identify with it, not only from a GA perspective, but also there's elements of social, Irish social history there as well right. that are connected to a particular year just to resonate with readers as well. It sounds absolutely fascinating. I'm really looking forward to because I love books like this. I'm not just giving you a little extra plug there, but I really do. Sports books, I, I read them non-stop. Uh, the, uh, just come back to you, Dermot. I'm going to test you now. Does the name Willie Goodison ring a bell with you from Wexford? Because I'm told he was one of the most imperious centre-backs to ever play the game uh, for County Wexford. Does it ring a bell? It absolutely does ring a bell. Good. Uh, Willie Goodison was one of the finest centre halfbacks ever to play the game. And if Willie Goodison had been with some of, we call it, the more prominent counties, if he was a Kerry man or a dub, 
I don't think Willie Goodison would be far off a player of the millennium in that position. He was an outstanding player. He was part of an absolutely fantastic half-back line yeah. for uh, Wexford back in 1945. And, and Willie was also a very prominent referee in his day. And Wexford, uh, I mean, I, uh, on that particular route, when working for South East Radio Sport as well, I travelled to all those matches in that great run in 2008. And I have to tell you, Jason Ryan was a fantastic manager and a really, really good motivator. But um, I travelled with Charlie Golden, ex-volunteer, Sacker Furlong, ex-volunteer, and Dominic Kiernan. And they quite clearly were telling me that football was the sport in Wexford during that period before the golden age of our 50s hurlers. Would you agree? That's right. A lot of people might be surprised, particularly people outside of Wexford, is that as a stronghold, Wexford were relatively recent to the top table, the 50s, 60s, 70s, right through. But, uh, you know, you mentioned the name there, Paco Sheehan, you mentioned Sacker Forlong, going back. But, of course, we can go back even further. People talk about Kerry winning four in a row on two occasions. Uh, Wexford were the first team to do that way back in 1915, 16, 17 and 18. They had yeah. complete uh, preeminence in the game at that time. And, and, and Colin, who is the greatest Gaelic player of all time? There's one that I'm sure we can put throw to our listeners. Who's the greatest Gaelic footballer that you have seen in your lifetime? Is it John Clifford at this stage? Or have there been, you mentioned Mick O'Connell. I, I remember seeing him play on one occasion. By God, he could field the ball, couldn't he? Mick O'Dwyer as well beside him. Um, who well, for you, who for uh, you were, were the greats, uh, or remain the greats? Is Clifford the In, in my the view, and I'm... I'm in my early 50s, mid, heading between early and mid 50s at yeah. this stage. I saw Jack O'Shea play quite a bit right. through the 80s, obviously, and the late 70s, but I remember him more in the, in the early 80s. I always thought, I always thought from the players I have seen, he is the best. I think Brian Fenton is coming quite close to him right. in, terms of, in terms of modern players. And obviously, David Clifford. David right. Clifford this week is about to win his fifth All Star in six years right? it's an incredible record but right with him and I think yeah. if you're picking two midfielders as in the modern era is the greatest ever Jack O'Shea and Brian Fenton so yeah. between those three I'd probably add Peter Canavan as well Can I pop a Wexford man in there who should be in the top ten Matty Ford I mean that guy was just pure class would you agree uh, with me on that column? I would very much so. I mean, absolutely magnificent, uh, magnificent throughout the 2000s. I remember him destroying Mead, my own county, in a in a Leinster semi final. I think it was 2004. Really fantastic player. Uh, but the book we have, uh, Alan, is very uh, reflects on players like Matty Ford. Obviously, this is not Matty's era. But if you go back to players like Patty McGarty from Leitrim, Mickey Kearns from Sligo, one of the things that struck me about researching this and in the late 60s and into the 70s was how good a footballer uh, Babs Keating of Tipperary was. It just really struck that he was so good in the early stages of Munster Championships. Would never really have got past Cork or Kerry or any of those teams, but he was always coming up with goals, scores, everything like that. A really, really good footballer. When you look back at the archives and the reports of that era, obviously a fantastic hurler went on to be one of the game's great managers with Tipperary too but a really good footballer at the outset of it all as well. And it's players like that that we, we sought to reflect in, in, yeah. this, in this project was to, to shine a light on their football ability with those counties. Players like Matty Ford, obviously in a modern context, Deccan yeah. Brown from Tipperary, um, not just the stars, stars, but the bigger teams, 
but players like Ford, we try to reflect that. Um, of course, uh, Babs is the man who famously took off the boots in the hurling final, didn't he? And the socks and played in his bare feet. Dermot, for you then, uh, who are your heroes? Well, I'm a little bit older than, than Colm Case. Uh, he might be in his early 50s. I'm heading for the old 7-0. So. <laughs> uh, in my view, uh, clearly in the modern context, Clifford is heading in a direction that nobody knows how good he will ultimately be when the story is written. But hard to imagine many players were better. But for me, for me, uh, going right back, and you know, I did see him play a few times, uh, I've read thousands of reports. For me, O'Connell was preeminent, uh, and I say that from a very wide perspective because not alone was he an effective player, a talented player. Yeah. He, he was probably a man that you would go to see just to be entertained. He was so elegant in everything he did, and he was sp- scrupulously clean as a player, yeah. unless, a bit like Matty Ford, who was a fantastic player, brilliant but if somebody got on the wrong side of me, <laughs> uh, like Matty, Mick O'Connell could mind himself. <laughs> All right, look, uh, it's a lovely uh, stocking filler. Wish you the very best of luck with it. It's wonderful to, to, to talk to you about this. And just remind us what the title of the book is again, please, um, uh, it's, Colm. It's Chasing Sam Maguire, uh, the All-Ireland Football Championship, 1928 to 1977. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Southeast.